Thanks for tuning into this podcast from KYMN Radio. You can find more of them like it on our website, kymnradio.net, or wherever you get your podcast. Simply search the KYMN Radio Podcast. Joining us now in studios, we have uh, three people from uh, the outfit, uh, the organization called Northfield Shed. Uh, Shed stands for Northfielders for Sustainable Housing Environments and Development. S-H-E-D. Uh, they're formerly the Friends of Craywood. We have joining us right now, uh, Diane Angel. Did I get that right, Diane? It is Angel, right? Yep, you did. Uh, Diane Angel. Uh, Bob Thacker is with us. And uh, Diane Skirbin. Kathy. Or excuse me, Kathy Skirbin. <laughs> I'll get these right. I apologize for that. Thank you so much for joining us. Why don't we just kind of go around, get to know each of you just a little bit, and you know what, what your background is, and mainly in relationship to uh, Northfield's west side yeah i've lived on the west side for about 24 years and um i also teach at st olaf i'm a biology professor up there all right and i live on the west side as well and i've lived here for almost seven years and um and just absolutely love northfield i think it's an amazing little town all right and kathy i've lived uh for almost 34 years on the west side and i am retired from st olaf i was the alumni and parent relations associate director all right let's talk about uh, the organization known as shed it's formerly uh friends of craywood uh i guess why don't we go through a little bit of history for starters with this? This uh, um, proposal to uh, this development was proposed, I believe, really earlier this year. It might have been uh, sometime last year. But when did you find out about this? Well, we found out about it at a um, neighborhood meeting in December uh, mm-hmm. over a Zoom meeting with Rebound and Partners. Um, so, uh, they came to us to give us their plan. Um, one thing I would like to just say is uh, I'm on the Facebook administrator, and, and things that we've been hearing, questions are, um, I just want to clarify. One, the property is still owned by the Paulsons. Two, the property was never put on for public sale. And three, um, people say, well, why are you getting involved in this? Well, Rebound has applied for $3 million in TIF funds, and so the public is able to get involved and comment on it. So just wanted to clarify those things. And those are all three uh, good things to know. Let's talk about some of the uh, concerns that either you have or that uh, you have heard. As, as you had mentioned, social media has been one of the things that uh, have, have brought a lot of people into this organization. So uh, tell us about your concerns. Well, there, excuse me, there are several concerns. Uh, the biggest one is the environmental concerns that we have. Um, excuse me, I'm choking here a bit. Um, anyway, um, the environmental concerns, and, you know, Diane is really an expert in that area. Um, also, the whole uh, sense of affordable housing. And, excuse me, and protecting the property uh, environmentally. So, uh, Kathy, maybe you can start with the overview. Okay. Well, I always like to have Diane talk about the B, because I have my shirt on that says, let it be. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, go ahead, Diane. Yeah, we do have a federally endangered species living on several sides of the property, um, which is pretty unusual. So the rusty patch bumblebee, um, 
again, is a federally endangered species, so there's some specific legal rules about preserving that population. Um, and these are confirmed observations, and sometimes people get confused with this bee and another bee. Um, so these observations have been confirmed by experts up at the University of Minnesota um, and the state through Bumblebee Watch. Um, and we're pretty special here in Northfield to have this bee. So it is only found in some parks up in the cities um, in terms of Minnesota. So it's very unusual. It is not found on Carlton's natural areas. It is very, very rare on St. Olaf's natural areas, but it's actually relatively common in the neighborhoods around the west side, but not the east side. Only a single observation has been confirmed on the east side how long have you been uh watching for the rusty patch bumblebee several years so mm -hmm. we have surveyed with students summer research students um at a number of different prairies in the area and um so it's unusual to find them they're very very rare one maybe one in a thousand bees bumblebees these are the big fuzzy ones um that you might see is a rusty patched yeah i've been looking for them really all summer and yeah. haven't haven't identified one but it's they don't stand still long enough no the <laughs> trick is there's a little rusty patch on them the trick is to use your phone mm -hmm. and take a video okay and then you can slow it down and see the rusty patch surrounded by yellow mm -hmm. on their rear end basically all right now as far as the uh that you'd mentioned there's some type of uh, federal restrictions uh, involved and in what you can do to how does that uh relate to uh the the development can you can you give us uh, some indication of what that would mean to this uh, proposed development that is why we are suggesting that the city um complete an environmental assessment so mm -hmm. there's a formal state process for exploring the environmental ramifications of developments and there's a process that the state recommends um, and the city can take up that process and it's in the land development code that they are able to recommend that process just so we know what is on the property before it is developed from the environmental standpoint is there uh, are there more concerns uh, oh, yes. in addition to that yes this is really one of the last urban forests in Northfield and um, there are over a thousand trees on the land. People talk about, oh, it's a Christmas tree farm, you know, just little trees. But there are over a thousand trees that are over 12 inches in diameter that have been identified. And the plan uh, that is uh, before the council um, is to uh, basically clear cut over 800 of those trees. So it would be mowing down our forest. We think that this is a gem and uh, we're underparked on the west side. Uh, they took away one of our parks when they built the new um, elementary school. And so uh, we think that this would be an ideal opportunity to create um, a nature reserve. Um, and so uh, we are prepared actually to, if, if this falls through, if this proposal falls through and the Paulson land is available, we are prepared to fundraise and uh, draw resources together to save this forest and keep it as a natural space. Not a park with jungle gyms and swings and all that stuff, but a place that is protected, is secure, and is accessible to the kids right across the street. So. Uh, once again, we are talking to uh, some uh, people from Northfield Shed. We're talking with uh, Bob Thacker, uh, Kathy Skirman, and also Diane Angel. Uh, let, let, let's talk about the uh, 
concern about uh, the number of people, traffic flow, a lot of people putting into a, into a smaller space, the density unit. Uh, there have been some concerns about that. Who would like to uh, address that? Yeah, I think when we first were forming our group, there were four main concerns. It was the bumblebee, the green space, um, of truly affordable housing for our workforce, home ownership in particular, uh, and then the safety issues. Um, we all live and walk around the neighborhood, and we know how much traffic there is. Uh, I walk my dog every day, and I try to cross over Lincoln Parkway, and often, even if I'm in the crosswalk, cars are not stopping for me. Um, there was a traffic study done, but that was done in terms of automobiles and cars and how, you know, cars get from point A to point B. We're saying, you know, it's a school area. We need to do a pedestrian safety study, and that's what we're also asking for. The uh, You mentioned uh, uh, housing and affordable housing. Northfield has a... Uh some would call it an extreme shortage of housing going on right now. Nothing like we've seen in uh, at least in my 30 plus years here. Uh, talk about that housing angle. They're proposing to put in some uh, um, af- what they w- what is being termed, I guess, is affordable housing for those uh, workers who make, I think, at a 60% of the median income or so. Mm-hmm. Uh, this, on the surface, looks like a pretty good project for affordable housing. What are your concerns? Yeah, I think on the surface it does, but as you dig deeper into uh, the statistics, you'll find that our workforce, many of them are single family, single earner families making $14 an hour, and and affordability for them would be $728 a month. Even the affordable units that Rebound is proposing for a studio is going to be $828. For a two-bedroom, it's 1075 So, yes, it's affordable, but um, affordability is such a flexible, foggy term. You really have to dig into the data to, to say, oh, this is affordable. And what we would like to see is affordable home ownership. Our neighbors are telling us that they want to own a piece of that American dream. They want to own some land. They want to own their home. They're tired of being warehoused into apartment buildings. And the only way to build family wealth is by being able to buy a home. And homes are expensive. And so really to get affordable home ownership, we need to form partnerships with the city, with nonprofits. We're also able to join in that. We'd like to partner with other agencies because the housing that's not being built in Northfield is affordable home ownerships for our workforce. Boy, that sounds easier said than done, though. Um, you know, land cost, everything is just expensive. I mean, if you'd like to buy a home in Northfield, uh, you got, you've got to come with 300 grand in this day and age. Making that affordable, that's a, that's a big stretch there's, mean, between <laughs> point A and point B. There's, the builders have said, <coughs> excuse me, that it's impossible to build a home under $300,000. Mm-hmm. And yet there's a group in Minneapolis which has formed and is building modular homes um, that include the land for under two hundred and fifty thousand, actually under two hundred thousand, and we think those should be pursued here. That that kind of opportunity, you know, the builders are saying we can't do it. Well, there are people who can, and so we we feel that 
all the opportunities really have not been explored. Back to the subject of apartments, we um, th- there was a study done by the Planning Commission, um, or the, excuse me, the HRA, um, that determined that in the next five years we need uh, 39 apartments, individual units, um, and um, and that's conservative. But you know the the developer is proposing over a hundred apartments on a, in an area that you know is really not suited to that. The uh, where they're placing them is, or where they would like to place them is basically in a food desert. We're a mile and a half from the city. Uh, there is land all over the city, and and um, you know things like the Fifth Street lofts, which were very successful because it was the location. Uh, they're within feet of all the goods and services. So, um, and their spaces, the developer owns, um, by estimate, about 10 spaces here in the city, right in town, that could be developed, including probably what will happen with the Archer House. And um, so there's opportunity for apartments that are perfectly located. Other cities are doing this really well. And um, so, you know, just a side note, I invested in the Fifth Street Loss. I think it's a great idea. And I think Brett Reese and uh, Steve Schmidt are fine people, but I think you know good people can have bad ideas, <laughs> and I think this is one. You in the flyer that you uh, have been passing out, at least the uh, the information that I got uh, from you, um, it says uh, it also has a column of what you support. Um, what would you support? for that particular property. You had mentioned a parkland before, mm-hmm. but uh, Northfield right now is, uh, it looks like the city, I mean, within their comprehensive plan and within uh, some of their uh, strategic planning, they have identified some of this infill as, uh, as a need uh, mm-hmm. to, to get some housing in there. Would you go for a smaller development there uh, as opposed to parkland? What is there, a, is there a comfort zone number for you? I mean, I think... We have to say we don't speak for the entire group. Part of our group is listening to ideas and having people share what they want. I think people uh, are rallying around the parcel of land because it's such a precious resource in terms of the trees and the bees. Um, So some people would like to see development housing on there, but careful development. Don't just plow down all the trees and plop in a huge apartment building. Let's be thoughtful. Let's look forward looking. Let's build something maybe like Hillcrest Village that is really future looking uh, development. So I think people would be comfortable with that kind of environmental friendly development and neighborhood building development. Because again, like I said, our neighbors would like to own homes and form, you know, neighborhood uh, communities not be placed in a big apartment building all right we're just about out of time but i want to give you an opportunity is there anything that we haven't touched on that you'd like to bring up i think that it's really important to understand that we are in favor of housing we're in favor of apartments um, but we also are in favor of protecting our natural resources and saving our environment and we're in a critical point um, with the environment, so mowing down you know a thousand trees and replacing them with saplings isn't environmentally smart. All right, anything else? 
That's it. Thanks want, for having us. Well, thank, thank you. you so much yeah, for coming for on. We, we, nice we certainly mm-hmm. uh, appreciate you coming on. Uh, once again, the Planning Commission uh, uh, will be addressing this uh, this coming Thursday night, and people are welcome, I believe, at that uh, point to uh, Absolutely. To say a few words. Come and join us. Come yeah. and join them. Yeah, all right. And that'll be at the uh, City, Call, City Hall Council Chambers, I believe. All right. Thank you uh, once again. Thank you. Thank you again. Thank you. <laughs> uh, once again, that is uh, Diane Angel, uh, Bob Thacker, and uh, Kate, uh, Kathy Skirbin. Once again, with Northfield Shed. That uh, meeting uh, will be posted online. Or the information on the pe- meeting will be posted on our website. Of course, you can get the, more at the uh, city's website as well. we got Rich coming in, local news headlines in just a moment. Minnesota. Thanks for listening to this KYMN radio podcast. If you enjoyed this podcast or found it interesting, consider leaving us a review and sharing this podcast on social media. You can find more podcasts like it on our website, kymnradio.net, or wherever you get your podcasts, simply by searching the KYMN Radio Podcast. And of course, you can listen to us live on 95.1 FM, 1080 AM, and on our website. KYMN is your home for real radio, true variety.